0: Hola, mi nombre es Patricia Abreu y esto es El Arte del Amor Propio un espacio donde iremos descubriendo la obra maestra que tú eres acompáñame en tu journey de amor propio El Arte del Amor Propio The Podcast presenta Honra tu journey The Event un evento virtual para transformar tu vida en donde tendrás la oportunidad de seguir profundizando en tu journey de amor propio en vivo junto a mí además Tendremos invitadas especiales, expertas en su tema, que nos apoyarán en temas relacionados al journey de amor propio. Solo tienes que entrar a elartedelamorpropio.com y empieza contigo hoy. Y te veo dentro, sumamente emocionada por esta experiencia welcome everybody to another episode of the art of self-love as always i am so happy thrilled and grateful to be sitting here having this conversation with each and every one of you in terms of whatever it means for you to honor yourself and choose yourself today thank you for being a part of this amazing community i feel so grateful to be a voice of one way or another for whatever it means for you to love yourself to honor yourself, to become a better human being, and to design a more present, conscious, beautiful, harmonious life for yourself and for everyone around you. Today's topic, we're going to go right in. Today's topic is what do we need to understand about relationships? We've been talking about relationships, love, divine masculine, divine feminine, there's a lot of conversation, a lot of things that have been coming through. And I'm sure that your brain is exploding with all of this information, but I sat down and I wrote down a list about what are the things that I feel like we are not taking into account in terms of relationships because we are all wanting successful relationships. We all want to manifest our ideal partner, our soulmate, that person that we co-create our lives with. But how can we ever build and create that if, one, we're not sufficiently self-aware to ask ourselves the questions that we need to ask ourselves in our journey to understand who we are in order to heal and start projecting our traumas and fears into our partner, which is what we talked about in the first episode of this season. Um, And second of all, how can we build that relationship and and that thing that we dream of and with the person that we wanna co-create our lives with if we do not understand where are we right now in terms of relationships themselves? First things first, we are not looking for another half. We're we're looking for someone that we can co-create with. They become a complement to our existence. They are not a missing puzzle piece for us to live life as if with their coming into our lives, we are suddenly complete. We are complete as we are. You are complete as you are. Your partner is complete as they are. And you both come together to co-create your lives. And whatever comes out of that co-creation is what's going to come out through and for, and that's what's going to define your relationship. Let's stop thinking that we need somebody else to validate our existence. Let's stop thinking that we need to be with someone and have someone grab our hand to go to the movie theater in order to feel good about ourselves. You are complete as you are. You do not need anyone to love you extra, to validate you extra, because... That's what the self-love journey is about, about you learning how to validate yourself, about you standing in your power, about you knowing your worth, about you knowing who you are, what you stand for, what you want, and how you want to go out there and get it and manifest it for yourself from love, but from awareness and self-awareness and self-consciousness. Okay? So stop accommodating yourself to your partner. This person is not here to complete you. This person is here to help you co-create. And you are not here to complete them. You're here to support them in the co-creating of the life that he or she wants to co-create for themselves. Okay, that was the first point. Second point. Every individual in a relationship is one self with capital S. A successful relationship is built around the honoring of both souls participating on it. You are both separate individuals. You were born separate. You came through your mother's womb. He or she came through their mother's womb. When you come together in a relationship, it is one plus one equals three. Okay. And I'm going to unpack this for a minute. In religion, relationships are one plus one equals one, where man and woman merge into one entity. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's I accurate. I don't think that's healthy. That's it, it builds on and promotes codependency. If you don't know what the codependency is, is, I really want you to um, read Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. And you'll realize and learn a lot about modern relationships in today's society. And it'll give you a good tool actually to look at yourself in terms of relationships that were models for you and relationships that you have in your life. Okay, I'll continue unpacking the one plus one. One plus one is not equal to... you have two people in a relationship, two persons in a relationship, but a healthy relationship is an entity in and of itself. So you don't have, in a relationship, you don't have one plus one equals two. In a relationship, you have one plus one equals three. It's the one person, the second person, and the relationship as a third element. That's what I mean by one plus one equals three. So on one side, I remind you and I tell you that you are your own self, your partner is their own self, and then you have the relationship as a whole and whatever that means. So when I tell you that one plus one equals three, I also want you to be aware of the fact that there are two individuals that need to be honored and supported and nurtured and held and guided and loved in a relationship. There are two individuals. It is not only about you. It is also about your partner. It's about understanding that balance the same way that we were talking about divine masculine and divine feminine before in you, in your partner and in the relationship, this is the moment where it comes through in the relationship. Because in order for the relationship to feel balanced, to feel healthy, to feel beautiful, to feel loving, that balance needs to be very clear, or we need to always be striving for that balance, consciously choosing that ourselves individually and our partners individually and both partners in the relationship in order to be able to feel like we're in a balanced, healthy relationship. Okay. Third point, communication is vital. We need to start understanding our love languages. I think we already know that, but I'm going to go deeper. Our trauma triggers, what triggers me, what triggers my partner. And we need to learn how to deal with the egos. You need to learn how to deal with your own ego in the relationship And become aware of your partner's ego in the relationship so that communication is actually effective. And I'm going to go deeper on it. With the understanding the love languages, we've learned that the way that you give love is not necessarily the way that you like receiving love, right? And we've learned that If you like receiving love in a particular way that your partner might not necessarily like to receive love in the same way. Right? So we've become aware of how these types of differences in a relationship are completely normal and how they can help us love our partners and be there for our partners in a better way. Right? It also helps with communicating what we want, what we need from our partners in our relationships. So on that sense, I feel like we're good. I'm not going to go deeper into it. However, Let's go into the trauma triggers and the ego. We all carry trauma. We all have little trauma to begin with and others have the big T trauma. And obviously it will show up in different ways in our relationship. But understanding and remembering not only that we have trauma, but that our partners have trauma, and that we are going to be bringing that into their relationship consciously and unconsciously, will make or break your relationship. Because when you become aware of it, you're able to wait for it, you're able to prepare for it, you're able to communicate about it in a different way with yourself and with your partner, okay? When you're able to understand your own trauma triggers, you're able to sit down with your partner and tell them, listen, And I'm going to use myself as an example. One of my trigger traumas has been um, rejection and abandonment because my dad was not present in my life. I did not, until I didn't do the healing in this particular trigger on myself, I was not able to understand why I overreacted to certain things about things that my partner did in the past that essentially were my trigger of me... Thinking that they were going to reject me and abandon me when really they were just trying to communicate something else. And I was overreacting, not because it was bad to overreact in that way or I'm invalidating my overreaction to it because it was super valid for me to be feeling that emotionally, but because... If I would have been aware of it at a different time, I would have been able to become aware of my triggers in that moment and be able to deal with the situation in a different way in order and communicate in a different way and be able to find solutions in a different way with my partner. So does that make sense? Understanding your own trauma triggers and understanding your partners will help for better communication in general between both of you. And What's more, when you know the triggers of your partner, you're going to be able to actually do the work in the way that you actually are able to create a safe space for them to feel validated and be seen. Because we tend to choose partners that are in our safe zone, that remind us of one of our parents, either our mom or our dad, because that's who raised us. That's what we know, right? Right completely human, normal behavior. But if we have this level of awareness and understanding in terms of what trauma means in a relationship, we are able to heal and... It's a different kind of an invitation of how we choose to show up in our relationship so that our partner has an opportunity to heal, so that our partner feels loved and validated as in a way that maybe they have never been before because and i'm going to do a parenthesis here it is not your responsibility to heal your partner but it is your responsibility to make a safe space for them to heal in their own way however they need to and one last thing which is you know in terms of this trauma thing it's like it, it, it's kind of obvious, but I do still want to say it. It'll obviously make your relationship a lot more easygoing, more fun, <laughs> more healthy. It'll be a better experience for you to have that type of relationship instead of always be bickering and being in disagreements that you are both not understanding yourselves in, right? One last element with this communication and triggers thing is ego. When you're able to understand the traumas that your partner has and your own traumas, you're also, um, you'll also become aware of where your ego plays a part and where their ego plays a part. So when you're in a situation in the relationship in terms of a difficult situation, you really need to become aware of is my ego wanting to be right in this moment or is his or her ego wanting to be right in this moment? What is more important right now? Because usually when we are triggered, what we go is into survival mode and that's when our ego gets triggered and that's when we hurt people. So if we don't become aware of how our ego shows up and how our partner's ego shows up, then we're never gonna be able to have a conversation. Like, And I'm gonna give you another example that I actually did that worked really well in the last five years of my past relationship. It was a 10 year and a half relationship and it was the following. Anytime I felt that I triggered my partner and they were activated and they just wanted to go on a rant about how I was not right and how they were right, I started disengaging myself from the conversation And I let them feel their emotions because I understood that they were being triggered and I understood that they were just being uncomfortable in that particular situation. And my role was not to invalidate their feelings, was not to tell them that they were wrong. My role was to give them space to feel whatever was coming up for them in that moment of the conversation. From there, develop the patience and the understanding of my own ego, to not be right, to shut my mouth, to stay put, to be patient, and knowing and trusting my partner to come through whenever they felt ready to have the conversation in a more balanced and present conscious, conscious way. And then the, what happened was that the conversation turned out to be more solution driven. And it was more, it was a safer space for them to express their emotions and also for me to be able to share my emotions as well, but also do whatever it is that I felt like I needed to do either, help them understand what I needed from them and where the conversation started in the first place, if they were triggered and, or, um, also, help them in, in truly wanting, to, you know, in, in healing this and, in, in why their reaction was the way that they, that it was, what could I have done better to communicate better so that they weren't as triggered in the future? You know, like whatever conversation that could come through that would be beneficial for both of us in our healing and in, in general for the relationship that it, it, it was much more aligned. That was a, that was a space where a lot of growth happened. And, one last note in this, in this, in this uh, particular point about relationships is that, in order to have our ego in check, we need to understand that we bl- there is no space for blame in a conversation. Whenever something happens, if you, you think that your partner did something wrong or you did something wrong, there is no space for blame. If you really want to move through the situation at hand. You cannot be in the conversation of you are to blame for doing this. There's no space for that. You're not going to move from anywhere. And that's the ego talking. So I really want to say that because it's really hard to shift from the blame conversation to the solution-oriented conversation. It's going to take a lot of ego deaths in you. So be ready for that journey. Growth and expansion and healing will only come through tiny And huge ego deaths in your life. And they will come through in different ways. There's a lot of these. So I think I'm going to be doing a a part two. Okay. Um, Last point for this episode about what do we need to understand about relationships is. Stop letting yourself be pressured by the collective to do or become something you're not especially if you're not ready. This is why it's important to have the conversation that we're having, the self-love, honoring yourself conversation. Because it is important and vital that you understand what it means to honor yourself, to be true to yourself, to be true to your partner, to honor your partner in order to have an authentic relationship. And why is this point here? Why am I talking about this particular subject in terms of relationships? I've already mentioned this in the past, but I'm going to mention it again. We live in a society that strives to push forth its own standards on your life that if you do not follow will make you feel like you are no one basically. And because we have this human need to belong, to be loved, to feel part of something, we will want to be accepted and validated. So it is normal that we feel pressured to do things that society pushes on us, even though it's not aligned with who we really want to be. That is when self-love comes through. That is when you knowing who you are, you knowing your worth plays a part. You cannot have an authentic relationship with someone. You cannot build an authentic life with someone. If you do not first understand what it means to show up for yourself, to honor yourself, to love yourself. And the same thing for your partner. Because once you learn how to show up for yourself, how to honor yourself, how to, what you are worth and what that means in terms of society and the life that people are living out there, then you're going to have the awareness and the understanding to sit down with your partner and have a conversation about, okay, what are we doing here? What do we want to create What do you want out of this? What do I want out of this? What do we want out of this? Or how do we feel about this topic? What do we want to do in terms of this? And I am talking about real life, important conversations. Like, do you want to get married? What does marriage mean for you? What is co-creating a life mean for each, for each of you? Do you want to raise a family? Do you want to have kids? What does it mean for you to raise a family? What does it mean for you? to live wherever it is that you want to live. If you want to live in your country or if you want to go abroad, why? What kind of a lifestyle do you want to co-create together? Are we aligned in these ways? Is this right for our timing? And here in terms of timing, I'm going to go in terms of the marriage thing, the proposal things, the having kids things. It's so easy to feel pressured from the collective that we need to get these things done as soon as possible. I am about to turn 28. And the amount of times people, that people asked me when I was in my 10 year and a half relationship, when I was going to get married, honestly, I would be a millionaire to the point where in my house, like my mom, my family, my, you know, my nucleus, they knew that I was doing things in my own timing. They knew that I was doing things in my own right, the way that felt right for me. But that did not stop them as, in, as, a, as a Latin family to every day have a joke about when it was that I was going to have kids. When they knew full well that I had an order of things that I had shared with them. And even though they were only half joking, I had to sit them down and tell them how uncomfortable it made me. And that was me setting a boundary. That was me honoring myself and communicating whatever I needed to communicate with the people around me in terms of what my decisions are with my timing, with my relationships. Because, past, in, in that moment, I was still in my relationship. Now people know it's easier. People know what to expect from me in in this way because I'm not in that relationship anymore. It gets easier through time, but wherever you find yourself in this moment, please do not feel pressured. And women, we do have a biological clock and I know that there are a lot of conversations with, the, especially in the land families that, you know, when are you going to have kids? Like as women, we came here to have kids and whatnot, like, yes. And we we need to honor that biological clog that we have in our bodies as to like when we are actually going to be carrying children. And if we are going to be able to in terms of our own timing. But we live in the 21st century. We're in 2023. There are, there are technologies that we can use for our advantage that can help us deal and honor ourselves in a, in a more aligned way for ourselves and our journeys of how we can still have kids moving forward. And by technologies, I mean like you can freeze your eggs, you can do surrogacy, whatever, you know, just go out there and Google. Google. We have different options than what past generations of women had. Honor that. Use that. Be aware of that and use it to make a life, to create a life, to live a life that feels more aligned with who you are and who you came to be. That really gives you the space to love yourself and to love your partner and to co-create a life that is not led and pushed by society standards or society's understanding of who you need to be and what you need to do. You have the answers, but you need to be brave enough to sit down with yourself, look at yourself in the mirror. And voice out, speak out, share, write down, whatever you need to do, what your decisions are about this topic in terms of your life. This is how you choose yourself today. It's a big one. but I feel like it's worth it because that's what we deserve. We deserve better relationships. We deserve to be with our soulmate. We deserve to co-create a life that's happy, that's fulfilling, that's completely outside of what we see today in society and everything that's not working with it. In order for us to start creating a new reality out there, we need to start creating a new reality in here. Thank you for choosing to do that with yourself right now. I recognize you. I admire you for that. Choose yourself today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for part two. And remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, leave a review. Whatever it is that you need to do in this moment with this episode, please do it. I do value it and cherish it a lot. And it does mean a lot to me. One last thing, if you are not yet subscribed to our email list for more information in terms of what we're doing, complimenting and outside of the podcast, please go ahead to elartelamorpropio.com el and subscribe to the email list and stay tuned with everything else that's coming through because there's so many things happening right now and I really want you to be a part of it. Thank you for being here and I'll see you in the next episode.